and welcome to the Hack Your Mindset podcast with me, Jenny Winterleach, the Mindset Hacker. So wherever you are today and whatever it is you're doing while you're listening to this, settle in and enjoy the ride. Hi, Nikki. So I think we are now live. Um, welcome to everyone in the Dream It, Do It, Love It lounge. Today we are joined by Nikki Allen of Woodswick Farm Physio and Rehab. Welcome, Nikki. Um, I'm going to ask you just to start off by telling us a little bit about yourself. Okay. Hi, everybody. Um, I'm Nikki. I'm an equine physio. I live in Cornwall, which is absolutely gorgeous at the moment. Blue sky everywhere. So it's really, really nice. Um, I, with my husband, we run our own yard. Um, We do liveries. Uh, do rehabilitation and I'm a mobile equine physio. Great thank you very much. So Nikki tell us a little bit about how you came to be in Cornwall doing what you're doing now. What's a little bit about your story that brings you here speaking with me today? So um, I started off riding ponies when I was probably six or seven. Um, Only actually living about two fields away from where I am now um my parents um didn't really have a lot of money but I was massively massively pony mad um so they bought me some um quite odd ponies I suppose to stay with um that I that were difficult they were never made ponies and um my pleasure was taken out of although I was learning to ride at the time, was sorting them out and working with them. That carried on pretty much right the way through my whole childhood um, riding. So I was, I, I loved competing, I loved doing things, but I also moved from naughty pony to naughty pony to naughty pony. Um, I was really lucky. I worked at a riding school where I was, um, where I, uh, worked for rides when I was about nine or ten years old um, and um, they took me under their wing and they gave me some flat work training um, and this is long before like BD was ever invented even um, so he was a ex-army officer who used to dance horses for um, in, during the second world war to entertain the troops so he had a real affinity with getting the horses working, with doing all the sort of high school Spanish movements, but with normal horses. So I, he bought me a um, um, Irish draft thoroughbred mare from the, from the markets um, that was, had a re- real bad reputation. She was only three, dear of Really bad reputation for rearing and throwing herself back over and I was only about 12 but I was riding for him at the time and we worked together and we brought this mare from being close to being shot basically to um then going out and jumping and being a bs pony so kind of my whole um work on working with horses was always work with difficult horses try and get inside their psyche a little bit and make them make them what they could be um so that kind of led me on to 
uh, always wanting to work with horses all my life. Um, so at 16, I went off and did a apprenticeship to do my um, coaching certificates or well, AI at that point. Um, soon realised that competing and working the riding school really wasn't, they don't go hand in hand. You're trying to work at weekends, trying to compete at weekends, trying to ride my own horse, just wasn't, just wasn't working. It was also one of the wettest winters I possibly can remember. Um, I was working for £22.50 a week and working stupid hours. So I kind of thought, I don't really like doing this anymore. Can't really ride my horse. Um, so I remember phoning my apprenticeship people and going, um, can I have a job, please, where I can stay dry and wear nice clothes? And so they said, well, yeah, I did all right at maths at GCSE. How do you fancy being an accountant? So that was it, really. I went, left, done my AI, left there and went and retrained, became an accountant, which was much, much better for kind of working with um, the, being able to compete my own horses, being able to do that kind of thing. I moved from Cornwall, moved to Sussex, worked in London for a little while. And then I met John, met my husband. And life gets turned upside down when you kind of meet your life partner, doesn't it? And then, so I moved, we moved back to Cornwall. We had Ryan, my son. And then John bought me a youngster. Um, I'd had a little bit of a break from horses when I was pregnant and when we were getting married. John bought me a young horse. And so they all started all over again. And John is massive DIY fan, um, but DIY on grand scale. Um, so we've done, we started off with our little flat, then we converted houses, uh, then we converted a barn with a small holding. And the last place where we are now, we bought 60 acres of land. We built our own yard, we built our own house. And yeah, we're still doing things, but, you know we're kind of getting there so this dream that I had of this place I wrote on a sort of back of an envelope when I was probably about 15 16 that this was kind of where I want so it went full loop round I started with the horses actually earned some money got myself some business skills and then I've kind of come back round to it all over again so there we go fab Thanks very much. Wow, what an incredible story you've got, Nikki. And I knew people would love hearing that because I think it's just amazing to hear sometimes, isn't it? How we have these journeys, we have these crazy experiences um, where, you know, um, we go off on these tangents sometimes and um, come back full circle or we go and do something, realise it's not really for us, go and do something else. I mean, it's it's really, really common as well, isn't it? Like I, I've worked with so many people to get them out of corporate jobs and into what they love. I've done that loads of times, but also hearing when people um, do what they love, don't quite make it work, go and do something they think pays well, realise it's not all about the money and come back out again to what they adore. And, and that's a really common story that I, I hear all the time. So just tell us a tiny bit about what it was like for you leaving that kind of 
corporate environment to set up and do what you want to do because I think it's really inspirational for a lot of people right now because there's a lot of people that really want to do that and I think in this current environment there's a lot of people really reassessing what's important to them and and what they what they actually want from things as well yeah it was it was scary I mean when you're employed you've got a lot of you've got a lot of umbrellas to fall under really you've got you've got your sick pay, you've got your holiday pay, you've got, you've got regular income that you don't have to worry about. Um, I was really lucky that the company I was working for at the time were really quite forward thinking as an accountant. Um, so I stayed contracting for them for a while. Um, so during the busy time, which was, you know, tax return season, I, um, November, December, January, I'd be absolutely stacked out with um, accountancy work, which was ideal because I didn't particularly want to be outside working so much in the horrible weather either. So I could link in. I never went, I went to the office once a week um, and then I would contract from work from home. And gradually as my workload increased and the yard was built more and um, I could rely a little bit more on the on the salaries and or not salaries the income from the yard a little bit more that work dropped off um and every so often I get a call saying oh yeah she's tax return season do you want to come back again and I'm like no nah, no nah. um but it's about four or five years now probably that I haven't done any accountancy work for anybody I still do the odd tax returns for friends and bits and pieces you know like you do but um yeah, I haven't gone back and done anything like that for yeah four or five years, but it is scary. But for my sanity and for my mental health, it's the best move I ever made. Sorry, had a problem there. Unmuting myself, <laughs> hit the wrong button and tried to rename myself instead. Um, yeah, so and that's really common, isn't it? That actually. Um, for your sanity, for your well-being, for your mental health. Um, often when we're in kind of like normal jobs, if we want to call them that, because that's what it always got called to me, um, you know, when we've got bosses and we've got demands of people on us and all sorts of things, um, it can be really very, very stressful. And, and sometimes it can be very stressful for not a lot of a lot of return. It feels like it at the time, but actually the freedom that you get when you're running your own business and you know the availability to just do something different and and the thing that we keep hearing at the moment I think it's possibly going to be the word of 2020 is pivot um which is that you know when you're working for yourself when you're doing your own thing it's it's really well it's not really super easy but it's certainly a lot easier to just decide you're going to do something different because you need to at that point in time and I know certainly there are things that you love to do that you're perhaps not doing so much of now that you want to do some more of so tell us a little bit about um the uh, the sort of the physio side of your business and the rehab side of things a little bit as well so I'm really um really passionate about building core strength i think probably because i've always worked with horses that don't quite fit the box um therefore you know you can if you get given a, a blank canvas you can kind of paint whatever picture you want on it and that's kind of where i see most horses you start with a horse whether it's got the right musculature you kind of hope it's got decent basic conformation um, but you can build the core strength, you can condition it to be able to make it do a better job and keep it sound. And I'm, you know, I'm not, don't like this sort of world we're in at the moment with almost a disposable horse, you know, it doesn't fit the job, it doesn't do it. 
we can kind of move on, get another one. But we can always, my, my main horse, Fred, uh, he was, we bred him. Um, I bred him from um, a, a bit of a dodgy mare that I was given. Uh, he was never going to be anything other than we thought some riding club pony that might do something, you know, half decent. Um, he is, he is kind of where my physio started. So I trained uh, Freddie's 11 this year. So I was, yeah, Freddie was about two or three when I, when I qualified. Um, so I've always worked with making sure that his core strength is as good as it can be. He's half decent confirmation. Yeah, he's pretty good. Um, but he's a very tense little horse. He's got quite a short back. He's over moves behind, um, very short in the neck. So there, he has got issues. But we work with them and I do a lot of core strength work with him. So a lot of pole exercises, a lot of work with the Equiband. Um, we're now being able to do in hand work with him because he's a little bit sharp and he's a, not very keen on that kind of stuff. Um, but cross training him. So he's now, you know, he's 11 um, or nearly 11. He'll be 11 in July. He's now competing at advanced medium. He's evented up to B100s. He did BS up to newcomers. So for a little horse that was kind of not gonna be much more than a riding club horse with a bit of core strength and a bit of work, he's actually turned out to be quite a little superstar. And I think that's, you know, he is kind of my, where I kind of think that with a lot of work and it, it is a lot of work, but it's also very rewarding with a bit of core strength and conditioning. You can kind of make any horse do anything as long as you've got your you know, mindset right. Okay. And tell us a little bit more then about what that core strength and conditioning is like, what kind of things can you be doing? Um, maybe some hints and tips you can give some of our viewers. I have got a question for you that was sent in earlier to me directly that I've got for you as well. But um, give us a few hints and tips then about core strength and conditioning, what we could be perhaps doing now to help with that. I think a lot of it is about observation, um, observation of us as well as observation of them. But we can we take the horses into the school for half an hour, 45 minutes of maybe five times a week, six times a week. The rest of the time they are in the field, they're in the stable. It's the way that they do things, the way that they hold themselves. Are they always turning their head one way to feed? Are they always, when you lead them in from the field, are you always leading them from one side? Are they always, when you go out into the field, do they always bomb around in one direction? You know, being observant of how they do things and why they do it, you can kind of work out which side they favor, which side, you know, we've all got our better side, so they. But if we can kind of put things in place sometimes that the day-to-day -day things change how they move. So if they prefer to bend to the left, say, we always lead them from the right. Um, therefore, they are beginning to, they will curl around you more and that kind of thing. So it's just something really, really simple. I've got... Um, a step that goes into my stable block and I every time I go in there now Fred's always he's a 
right leg leader as he goes in because his left leg strong, a left hind strong. So he will always try and step up that first step with his right leg. So just a little half halt as you're leading him in and making him step up with his left leg first actually makes him kind of think a little bit more about where he's putting his feet. And it's something really, really simple, but we just don't kind of look at those general observations of our own horses. Now, as a physio, it's a little bit more difficult to do that because I kind of go in and I see them for 10 minutes and then I have to work on them. But I kind of ask everyone kind of just to look at their horses before I go, when we make an appointment, have a look at their horses and just kind of think about what things they do when they go down and roll. Do they always go and roll one way or that kind of stuff? Because I think it's just generally if we can change their habits, then we can change have help with their core strength so other things that we can do um to help them are sort of exercises we can do stretches with carrot stretches those kind of things there's lots of lateral stretches uh lifts belly lifts um just being able to get them to lift up through their abdominals and hold their posture properly obviously making sure that your general things like your saddle fit and your bridle fits okay because otherwise they're going to back off something that hurts them um and i like to do Oh, sorry. I like to do lots of um, I like to do lots of pole work. So um, proprioception work, um, making sure that they pick up their feet. It's really, really slow. Um, I just like put I throw a whole load of poles into the school half the time and making sure that they put their feet where they want to. Um, you know, are they lifting more? Are they always trying to lead off with one leg more than the other one? um and if you kind of just notice things like that then you can kind of help with your physio then put a plan into place um and that's where i like i mean i'm a real planner i'm a i'm a massive goal setter um i like um i like to have uh deadlines <laughs> um i think that comes from being an accountant um and so therefore i like things written down i tend to write myself and I write all my clients' plans. So uh, week one, we're going to do this exercise and we'll do it in walk and we will do it three times a week. And then we'll mix it up with a little bit of hill work and uh, other stuff, just that we're doing a bit of cross training so we're not getting them bored. Um, and obviously the cross training is really, really good for building up all the extra muscles that we don't need, or we do need, sorry. Um, and that can progress on to wherever your end goal is. So I tend to write a plan for sort of five to six weeks and we review it then. Um, now I'm just launching these plans on uh, Facebook. Um, so they will be um, basically if you can sort of send me a, a little video of what your horse is doing, then I can work with that kind of have a look um, at where I can see that they need some work and help write you a plan to do these things. Now, I think, especially at the moment with the horses either suddenly being roughed off or we're trying to do exercises that we haven't done, we might be restricted to the school um, now that we'd, we don't want to go out hacking or we might be just suddenly doing a load of groundwork with them that we haven't done before, that perhaps having a, um, a plan in place is really good so that we don't end up rushing them um, into doing something that we can keep them ticking over, we can keep them occupied. My two are very much, they need something to do. Um, otherwise, yeah, they will find something to do and that I don't really want them to do that. Um, so um, yeah, they either need occupying. And if we do want to get out there, then 
um, you know, it might suddenly, I don't know what, what's going to happen in the future, but we might end up with at the end of April being able to get out there again. And if we've just roughed off our horses and chucked them in the field, and then we suddenly come to the beginning of May and we all want to get out there and compete because we'll all be gagging for it, then we're going to end up taking out horses that aren't fit and we're going to end up with injuries and then we'll be off for the rest of the summer anyway. So, yeah, that's kind of where I'm, I'm, I'm coming from. And, you know, as well as it's a massive passion of mine to um, get this core strength and conditioning right, I think it's also really, really, really good for the horses at the moment. Super. Thank you very much for that. Um, I've had a question which actually comes in nicely. I've just got to mute you, otherwise I get feedback. Um, comes in nicely to that then is a question from Steph here. I'm lucky and I can go to the stables and ride. Yep, she is. <laughs> we can use the school, but we have no poles or jumps. And I've taken the decision not to hack because I feel there's too many uncontrollable risks. Fair enough. Right, so her horse is very clever and switched on. How and what can she do to keep her interested and not frustrated? Now, bearing in mind, this is with no poles and no jumps. And of course, everyone at the moment is discussing pole work, aren't they? Um, so any thoughts um, or any, any way that you can do something with her? Um, she goes to the yard about four times a week at the moment. So with, um, depending on how strong and um, how, pliable your horse is with you um, we do a lot of um groundwork with them um on i i do a lot of long lining so i like to long mine um all sorts of things so i can do uh, whether i do circles serpentines that kind of stuff so that i'm just doing it on the ground but you can also do the in-hand work so we can actually get them doing um things like shoulder in and leg yield in hand um, there's a couple of people who've put up really good um, exercises on these at the moment. Um, I know Cassie from our group is doing um, some uh, videos of some in-hand stuff with her pony and her big horse. So, I mean, it can be done with anybody. Um, and you can do sort of, you know, different things like shoulder in. And again, you can then work on their conditioning because you can see if when we started doing these in-hand stuff with Fred, um, he would quite happily cross over right to left behind, but left to right, he would always shuffle. So it was one of the things that we did with him quite a lot to help improve his half pass and help improve his, his walk progress were horrendous. So we did this kind of stuff to help him and to make him realise that actually he could cross his own legs over that way without banging, his, banging himself and frightening himself. So yeah, there is stuff you can do. There is in-hand stuff. Without poles, you don't need to be doing it. But again, things like that we said, leading them in from the field, if they quite happily curl one way rather than the other, have a nosy at it, think about the way you change the way you do that. Um, if the things like stretches, the lifts in the stable, I can put some um, just generic sheets of those up, the, um, up, on, my, up on my page. Um, and yeah, mix it all up a little bit. So you could perhaps do the long reining sort of once or twice a week and then do the in-hand work and then just have some fun in the stables. I mean, the things like the old fashioned strapping and proper grooming sessions are really, really good for actually being able to A, identify, you know, I mean, you might have a muscle imbalance that you've probably never noticed before because suddenly you've got the time now 
to be able to groom your horses properly. I love hot oiling my horses, they absolutely adore it. Um, but it's also a really good way of being able to give them a really good sort of hands-on massage and actually feel, oh, they don't feel quite, they feel a bit more tight there or that bit's not quite as developed as it is on the other side. You can kind of just spend a little bit of time just looking at your horses and actually being more observant of them than normal than just ch chucking their tack on and taking them in okay that's great so can you just um for those who have never heard of what strapping is and might think it's something very different to others uh, because like you say it's a, an old-fashioned method and i'm sure if you picked up any old bhs manual it'll be in there and i don't think it is nowadays um can you just tell us a little about what it is and also you know maybe that is something that you can think about popping into a video nikki to be able to show people what that is because that'd be a great one to demonstrate wouldn't it yeah, so basically it is about um, conditioning the muscle area. So th they used to do it an awful lot in hunting yards and bits and pieces to actually be able to, the, the, this is when the horses used to be, well, they probably are in as much now as they used to be. But when the horses were in an awful lot, we didn't get a lot of turnout. Um, yeah, the farmers needed the turnout rather than us. Now the, the grooms needed to condition the muscles. So what they did was, Normally with a nice hay wisp, but I don't think anybody knows how to make a hay wisp anymore. I tend to use, um, um, there's, I've got a body brusher, like a spongy kind of body brush, that's what I use. Um, and they actually almost, it's sort of like a hit and a slap of the muscle and a, and a stroke down. So it actually stimulates the muscle to fire and to respond. And you do it in areas, so highly muscle areas, you don't kind of go, so it'll be on the flank or, um, the, the, so you're stimulating the muscles to actually fight it's like having a big sports massage um and the horses love it they might be a little bit freaky at you to start with if you haven't ever done it before and you start going in there and start sort of slapping their ass a little bit harder than what normal um but they will um they do actually respond really really well so yeah i will do that i'll get a video up and um uh, I'll put that up on my page and then everyone can kind of have a have a go it's it is good fun and it's a bloody good workout for you as well <laughs> fab okay that's great so we've covered lots of things we covered physio body rehab strapping better be careful that I don't put that in one of the keywords for this particular uh, particular thing um, so let's have a little bit of a talk about um, mindset then. So one of the things you were saying is you like to have a plan, you like to have a goal that keeps you motivated. And we've been working together for ooh, nearly a year now, I would say, possibly nine months, definitely um, on various things. So um, do you want to share some kind of maybe some thoughts on your sort of mindset journey that you've had? with us um, because um, those who didn't know Nikki is one of our um, Fly and Change Coaching ambassadors but we started off together working together before that and then she actually applied with a fantastic application into the ambassador scheme and I couldn't say no really so uh, so we took it from there so tell us a bit more about that for you Nikki. Yeah I mean I got in touch with you to start with because I am yeah I just do dressage now and I'm I love it but I get myself into a bit of a tears in the warm-up arena. I will go in there and um, I should say, I, I used to go in there <laughs> um, and say, 
that person's going to beat me and that person isn't uh, doesn't matter because she's under 21 so she's not going to get marked anyway and I used to go into the arena and decide how many people I had left that I had to beat before I even used to do anything um then by that time I'd already kind of squashed myself down into about probably a tenth of the person that I was before I went into the warm-up arena so Freddie being Mr Tense Head was then going oh my god mother's gone um and he would get even worse so I'd go in there thinking I need to get this score and this person's going to beat me that person's going to beat me so by the time I go down the center line I was exhausted and scared and like a frightened rabbit and would go in there probably hold my breath for the whole of my test and then come out feeling relieved almost that I'd got that five minutes over and done with and rather than going in there and enjoying what I was actually trying to do um so with Jenny's help we kind of worked on what I had to think about in my warm-up arena um I can go into my bubble well actually my blue triangle um <laughs> but um I go into my own space um try not to no, I don't worry about what everybody else is doing it when I'm in the warm-up arena. I do my thing. Does help a lot now when I'm kind of have um my coach on my ears because then actually she keeps me focused and we can have a bit of a laugh and a giggle about it and it keeps me relaxed. Um then I have my three things that I have to think about when I'm doing my test. Now, normally it's about keeping Freddie's head up. Um, I've got a dodgy right hip. But those three things are the things I focus on now going around my test. Obviously, I've got to remember where I'm going. Um, but that helps me focus on something rather than I just need to get to the end of my test, which is where I was beforehand. Um, and with that, my scores went up last year. So we were competing at medium last year. Um, uh, Fred went to Home International. Um, well, we went to Home International, uh, we went to Pet Plan Finals and we qualified them for regionals, the Winter Regionals this year. So we've just done our Winter Regionals. Um, we only started medium 12 months ago, uh, just over 12 months ago. Again, because I'm a massive goal setter, I'm not one that I am going to sit at, uh, I wasn't going to sit at elementary until I'd got my 70%. I wasn't going to sit at medium until I got my 70%. I'm now at advanced medium and I plan to do PSG at the end of this year or beginning of next year. Um, my idea is I want, while my horse is sound, I want to go as far as I possibly can. And with Jenny's help, that's where we're going. So I, again, it's now not about scores. Well, I say that to myself and Jenny keeps reminding me and giving me a kick up the arse every so often, but it is about my journey and how I've got there and I'm beginning more my love for it has come back again um and this time off has been really really hard because again i've normally got a goal so my goal was we had inter counties at the end of may i don't know whether that's going to happen probably not um so i've been working all winter for my inter counties i got pet plan qualified at advanced medium for my music I was one point away from qualifying for the advanced medium pet plan anyway. Again, don't really know whether they're going to happen. If they are, I don't quite know how the scores are working. Um, but 
we're now working on getting nailing our changes in the school and actually I took a few days off I didn't ride in for a few days because my head was on a bit of a mess um didn't really know where I was going how I was doing things so I just kind of like took a step back kind of thought actually there's there's no rush for a minute um and then got back on him at the weekend and actually with having with having no goal and being able to like Jodie said in a bit Q&A with you the other day actually now I've got time to think about those changes think about how my position is think about how I'm doing things and actually at the moment it's really nice because I've wanted to do some equipilates with some people that don't come down here at all they don't come down further than Gloucester um, and now they're doing zoom videos I can actually like log in and do them their classes with them and actually I'm finding this whole new concept of online videos and online classes actually really nice and accessible for what we can do so you know if if me down here in Cornwall's got something that somebody up in Nottinghamshire wants then we've got it um same vice versa and I think actually it's going to be quite nice when we come out of this that hopefully things are more accessible to people people can think outside the box a little bit more about how they're doing things and hopefully we'll all be a bit friendlier to each other yeah that's great and um i uh, i agree that actually you know there's a lot of guilt going on at the moment isn't there that that people are finding positives out of this you know some people are doing better out of this than they were beforehand anyone with an online business is is booming at the moment um you know my mindset stuff has gone through the roof because it is something that people can be doing right now um and you know if you've got something that someone needs then then and they're willing and able to contribute to that you know invest in that in some way then it's a fantastic thing to be able to provide that for them isn't it and and i think at the moment it's really key like you just said to find the positives in the situation and, and actually be okay with them because it's it's really important for our mental well-being and you know for our for our mindset for our long-term mental health um when we don't know how long this is going to go on for i mean the chances of it going on for um longer than three weeks are pretty high really um so you know what can you find as a positive out of this and i think exactly like you've just said so you know what what do you think are some of the positives right now nikki that you're finding that this has meant that you've had to reassess and think about and i know we've had some time together since this is sort of the lockdown began to have a chat about what you might be thinking about that that's a positive right now or something where you can just set your mindset to things that you can enjoy and allow yourself to do that um like you've just said now as well i think the main thing that we got now is time you know i was always running around trying to please everything trying to squeeze everything in um you'd worked a lot with me beforehand about making sure i always managed fred doesn't riding fred doesn't earn me money so fred would quite often get put to the end of the day which meant i ended up rushing his schooling session he's the one thing I really really enjoy doing in my day I mean I love my job but you know I, I and perhaps not do it as well as what I should have done 
Um, so beforehand, we'd sort of shifted things around to make sure that I rode him first, but then you're sort of rushing around trying to get the whole of your day's work done. Now I can kind of, I, you know, stupid things like this morning, mucking out my stables and I could, you know, really go into detail about mucking out my stable, making sure that my floor was aired, you know, um, providing him with a nice bed and actually being proud of it, being able to step back and think, do you know what, that's, you know, that looks pretty comfy. And just that whole time thing is just be um, in a, in a sort of being aware, I suppose, of what the things are around you that you can be grateful for. Um, plan for a future because there is going to be a future just don't know really when it's going to happen um, perhaps try and reevaluate what you're looking at I mean I'd love to do much more of the rehabilitation side of stuff here um, I'd like to um, you know my, my five-year-old I still want to get her out and competing but that's fine because I'm working on her strength while we're at it so I've now got time to sit back and think, well, actually, I don't have to rush all this stuff. Um, I can get myself fit. I can think about my you know, injury issues that I've had and that can help my riding in the back. So I will do these equipilates classes. I can think more about how I can learn to relax. Um, I'm looking at um, these uh, pivoting cameras that can help me so I can carry on my coaching sessions um, when I'm riding so that I can take videos of that so I'm trying to find ways of being able to do the things I wanted to do beforehand and still be able to do them but also take the time to actually think about the things that I was doing beforehand that actually perhaps I don't want to be doing anymore um, do I need to be doing those um, and other things just generally enjoying the family you know which is quite nice I don't really get that I mean Ryan's home from university um, so I can bake and cook and do normal things and actually not feel guilty about doing it because I ought to be working or I ought to be doing something else. So, yeah, I think in general, I mean, yes, it's horrible and we're lucky because we live in Cornwall and we're out the way and we've got, I, I, you know, my horses are at home. Um, you know, where I've got the farm to go around on. So I've got lots of things to be absolutely amazingly grateful for um but i know out there it's horrible and but it's something that we've kind of got to deal with that's something that you know like you've taught me over the last nine months it's something i can't change so therefore i can't get myself in a pickle about it because i can't change it um i just have to learn how to deal with it and learn how to deal with it in my way Perfect. Thank you so much, Nikki. That's absolutely spot on. Um, that's brilliant. And and just a little shameless plug then for this idea of um, coming to terms with what you can and can't control, what isn't isn't something that you can change, and you know the concept of just stopping, taking a restock, resetting at this point of time, knowing what things, you know, previously got in your way. If we were at this point right now where you hadn't looked at that before, you know, no being helping you to realize that stuff, helping you to realize where your um, focus is and, and, you know, what how you're framing things is what we call it, which is how you're thinking about stuff um, is really key. And, and that's what my new four week, live mindset reset group is all about so it's exclusive training with me it's live training it's in a, a small group 
and um, it's designed very much so that you can benefit from training from me without it being one-to-one -one, so I can help more of you at the same time um, and we can really get to grips with where you're at now where you want to go because this is temporary it feels like a long time at the moment um, but you know even if this ends up being sort of three months or so of, of lockdown or anything like that you know when we look back in a few years time that's going to feel like nothing um, and, and time is all relative as well, isn't it? When we don't know how long it's going to be, a, an unknown weight is always worse than a, a known weight. And, and proof of that is when you look at Disney um, and you ever go to a Disney park or a theme park or anywhere like that, and you're told it's a 45 minute queue, but you know it's a 45 minute queue. So you get in the queue and you know it's going to be 45 minutes. You're OK with that. What's worse is if you get in a queue and you think it's going to be five or 10 and it turns out to be 45. That's a lot worse from a psychology perspective. So, um, you know, we don't know how long the wait is at the moment. So we just have to keep staying present and staying where we are right now. So a little shameless plug from me there about it. And if you want to know more, there's, there's details on the Flying Changes Coaching page where you can come along. There is an application for it because I want to make sure we're getting the best people on there because it's a really elite thing. It really is. It's for the best people with the, the mindsets that really want to do this, like people like yourself, Nikki, who who really wanted to make a difference to their riding and understood that there was this one key piece left that they needed to do and that was their mindset so if you were to just give um anyone any thoughts or advice or anything on whether or not they should consider doing something like that what is it that you would say to people right now about the you know the the benefits of, of really concentrating on your mindset especially at a time like this I think, yeah, I, I'm somebody who suffered from and still suffer from mental health problems. Um, but I realised that it was my mindset that was holding me back. It was that that was stopping me getting the enjoyment out of what I wanted to do. It was me. It was that that was stopping me exploring avenues that may have been scary beforehand. Um, and actually it's not it's not scary well it is scary but what it is is it's doable um and you can um you can get through it if you've got somebody like jenny who's actually be able to hold your hand a little bit and actually teach you how that when it's okay to be scared and when it's not Okay, I was just talking on mute then, so apologies for the silence there. I'm doing really well with technology here. I was just checking the questions on the comments because they don't always come through live. I have to refresh things to see them. And um, and there were some comments, but they were just people saying, thank you very much for sharing your story, Nicola. I found it really useful. And people saying um, things like, um, you've always been the one to speak uh, to help people through the tough times and it speaks volumes. So thank you very much to you for that, Nikki. Um, and people just generally saying hello and, and Krista saying that strapping is awesome and that obviously is the strapping that we're talking about at the moment that is the horse strapping and not anything else we have got funny language in our world haven't we honestly um I do wonder sometimes overheard in Waitrose um with some of our stuff is really very funny anyway so um thank you so so much Nikki for your time today I don't think I just wanted to check if there were any final questions coming through there so let me just do one final refresh right now on Facebook because it's not always coming through live 
Um, and um, if there's any questions on YouTube, we'll have to check those later on and I can add them in as a comment because I'm also streaming live onto YouTube right now, which I've completely forgotten because I'm using a fantastic new piece of software and I'd totally forgotten that I was doing that as well. So if you just bear with me, let me have a quick look and see if there is indeed anything in the chat from the YouTube, as it were. I don't think there is, no. Okay, so thank you so, so much, Nikki, for everything. Um, I thought that was absolutely fascinating, little um, insight into your world of ponies rehab, your fabulous, fabulous story, everything about Fred as well, he's so gorgeous. And it's just been a real pleasure to support you on this journey and see you grow in confidence and see you just really excel. And now, even going forward into the future, what that might bring, it's very exciting. So um, thank you very much. Have you got any final thoughts or comments that you want to share with everyone? Uh, uh, well, just one really. Um, you know, the whole at the moment about sort of everyone sort of judging everyone and sort of um, generally deciding what other people ought to be doing. There is always a story behind what they're doing. And if everyone's using their common sense, then if they're out there doing what they do with their horses, then let them do it. You know, even if it kind of doesn't fit in with what your ethos is then there is normally a reason for them doing it. Um, I ride mine, they are, I am safer on top of them than I am on the ground with them. Um, and it took me a while to get my head around the fact that I could and I was allowed to ride them in this time. Um, and, you know, don't feel guilty about it if you can, you know, um, and if you don't want to, then that's fine too. But, you know, we kind of just be nice to everybody. Perfect. Thank you so much for that, Nikki. That's so true and so key and so relevant as well. Um, so thank you again. I'm going to stop saying thank you in a moment, but thank you again for your time, Nikki, your expertise. I will make sure that um, a link to your page, which is uh, Wiswick Farm Physio and Rehabilitation, it's something along those lines, I know for sure. Um, I'll put that into the, uh, the comments and make sure that people are able to go and access that page so that you are able to share your videos and your wealth of knowledge and expertise. Please do get in touch with Nikki if you've got any questions for her specifically. I know she's also doing some courses that will be going online onto the new Horsey Courses platform, which will be happening very soon. Um, so that is keeping me super busy at the moment, um, getting that up and running so that people are able to share their expertise and knowledge, even if they don't know how to be very technical. And thank you so much, Nikki, for learning as fast as you have how to use technology the way you have, because I know certainly when we started, um, even coaching together and I said to you we were going to do a video call that there was some interesting thoughts and comments on that even back then so you've done incredibly well to be now sitting here on a live zoom call um you know speaking to people answering questions and 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 having done it in a in a way that you can do it down in Cornwall with your internet connection as well so that's been fantastic thank you so much so if anyone has any questions for Nikki then please feel free to contact her directly or to email me um, learning at flyingchangescoaching.co.uk. Um, drop any questions in and I can get back to Nikki and ask you as well. But keep keep positive, guys. Keep finding the positives in the moment. Keep doing whatever it is that fills you with joy. If you can't get out to your horse right now, 
get out in the nature somehow, spend some time out in the fresh air. I know it's really important to everyone and um, stay positive. Keep following the positive things. Stop following the news. Only look at the important bulletins like the ones from um, anyone that's an important announcement at that point in time. Turn the rest of it off. And if you don't like something that you see on social media, just scroll on by. That's the best thing to do. Don't start engaging or telling them they're right or wrong. Just scroll on by. So um, that's it for today's question and answer session. Thank you to everyone who's joined in and commented and shared the love. Um, it's exactly what we need to be doing right now. Let's keep as a community, let's support each other. And um, I will see you all soon. Thank you so much, Nikki. And I hope you enjoyed this podcast as much as I did. If you want to listen to more of them, then please do follow us in Apple, in Google and on Podbean. Hack Your Mindset with Jenny is the name of this podcast. So please do subscribe, follow us, and we look forward to you listening into our next one. Bye, everyone. You got this. You got this. You know you're going to rock this.